podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts' weekly podcast brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's scout the game week. Game week 25 has just been completed, along with the FA Cup round 5 results, and we now have a better overview of the fixture ticker ahead of us. To discuss it all, I'm joined by three members of the FPL Addicts pod, making their debut appearances on the show. Um, Charlie Roberts, uh, Chazza Roberts on Twitter, Oliver Walker-Peel, Ollie Walker-Peel on Twitter, and then Chris Reddy, who is also FPL Reddy on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, welcome to the show. You can correct me if I was wrong there, Chris. No worries. Thank you, Ryan, for, for having me on. Um, yeah, it is it's a bit of a longer one on Twitter. It's FBL Addicts uh, Reedy. Um, but, you know, you can call me Chris. You can call me Reedy. It, it's entirely up to you. You're the chief here. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. Uh, how are you guys doing? Yeah, good. Obviously, delighted to be here. Obviously, to, to have a bit of Addicts representation on the pod is, is nice. It's obviously good to be on. A bit of an away game for us, this one. But, you know, delighted to, delighted to be here on your pod, mate. I love away days, Ryan. Absolutely spot on. Firstly, thank you very much for having not just myself on, but also Chris and Ollie. And before we get to the agenda, that is such a lovely narration voice you have there. I think you just do a sensational job. Uh, I'll make sure to send you the tip later. (laughs) 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 Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, All right. So now let's start with Game Week 25, shall we? Uh, But before we get into Game Week 25... Uh, I was thinking of making this pod a bit more freestyle uh, since it's a bigger group. Um, so we'll discuss, just for the audience, we'll discuss how Gaming 25 went, talk chip strategy, uh, we'll talk pros and cons of a wildcard 26, since that seems to be the trend these days, uh, and a potential wildcard team, and finally end it with captaincy for Gaming 26, and we might get a potential captain's corner from Chaza. So we'll see. Uh, no pressure there, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Let's start with how Game Week 25 went. Who wants to go first? Should we let Shaza take the floor first? I guess, we go wanna... from, I guess we go from lowest to highest, and it's a safe representation in our own mini league this season. So I finished on 80. He had, in terms of players who returned, Ben White, Saka, Harland, Kane, all of them produced returns. Excellent. Good captaincy call by Bakayo Saka, too. When I do captaincy on a weekly basis, I tend to go for players who are either 10 million or above. But for this game week, I felt Saka was a more prime target to go for and without most sellers' presence in my side too. And the rest, look, Robertson gets a scrape, scraps of five-pointer at Selhurst. Cody Gakpo with four, don't know what he's doing. Mares loves a good cameo. Andreas, lovely one-pointer. When I goes off injured, hamstring, oh, oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. But that's Fair enough. Um, Chris? Yeah, for me, uh, Ryan, it was, it was. I have to say, a good game week. I mean, I can't really say bad. Um, obviously, what happened with the Saka v Salah captaincy debate, you know, and, and you know, head-to-head, if you like, all came down to the second game more than the first. Um so, you know, I didn't have Saka. But overall, in terms of how many points uh, I got, it was 96, uh, sorry, 94. I did take a minus eight. So it does bring it down to, you know, 86. 
that's why I say, you know, I can be happy with it still. I did get a green arrow, which is always nice, by about four points. So I just about got above me my safety score and so on. Um, Alexander-Arnold, so Trent managed to um, get me the 13 points. Uh, I did bring in Tarkovsky. And uh, I don't know if everyone's aware of how that went, but he got zero points on that one. So that wasn't worth it. Um, you know, you always kind of go for the Wolves and the Everton players if they have a double thinking, oh, we could get something here, but it, it, it's never the right move. It's never the right move, which I've learned. Bueno, um, as Chaz there said there, he kind of got a, a two-pointer in the first game and went off injured yesterday. He did get a clean yesterday, technically. It was only just one point because he didn't make the 60. <laughs> so yeah, Salah captain. Uh, so happy he got a return yesterday. Then I had Odegaard and I had Martinelli. So mm. Martinelli was kind of, uh, I've held on to him. Uh, didn't really want to. I wanted Saka, um, but it was just one of those where I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll keep him. And uh, he, he came to fruition really this week, which was which was great. Uh, Darwin was another one I brought in who uh, didn't didn't really do much. Haaland and Eddie Nketiah. So that was for me all out, 94, minus eight, 86. And uh, yeah, Green Arrow. Nice. Ollie? Yeah, so I, I actually had a really good week this week. I played my wild card, as I said on at the social, and I said on iPod. So I was preparing to play my wild card, which is obviously a big move. My wild card is now done, so my chip strategy is kind of out the window, given I've no, you know, I've got one chip left, I think. But I got 105 points this week with Alison Hit, which I was really happy with, raising the bat for the week, which was good. Back inside the top million, which I feel like I've been outside for ages. Uh, Kyle Saka, I brought in on the wild card and captain, which I think was the move. 30 points, we'll take that any day of the week. Had Salah on 11, uh, Ben White and Trent on 13 apiece, Ramsdale 13, uh, Ollie Watkins chipping in with a nice six-pointer. So I had points across the board, really. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to prep now for game week 28. Obviously, with the FA Cup, we had the game this week, so I was planning ahead there. Hence why I went with the, the Wolves guys. Obviously, now we've got a couple of unexpected results with both Southampton and Tottenham losing, so I think that'll be my plan to, to move forward to them. Maybe get some of the Liverpool guys out after they... Well, I mean, Darwin didn't really perform. He got a goal robbed him this morning, but I think he's the one that's next on the chopping block. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this week. 600k game week rank, well above the average, and just feeling slightly happier about things in FPL. Nice, nice. As for me, I had a horrible week. Uh, everything that could go wrong went wrong, basically. Um, so I had Kepa in goal, which one point, I guess I take a one pointer at this point from uh, a goalkeeper. Um, Tarkovsky, I guess we knew how that went. I had Aurea before he got injured. Uh, so I was down to 10 before the game started. Robertson, um, didn't play a game. Bueno, my entire backline is basically a disaster at this point. Um, I had Enketia and Darwin as well, um, in my front line. So I ended up with 74 and a minus eight. Uh, went on Salah captaincy. I don't think... Well, it's only four points I missed out between Salah and Saka. Um, and I had Odegaard and Haaland. So I guess the Mar- the Martinelli pick was probably something that I missed on. Um, I had him like a couple game weeks ago before Arsenal's first double. Took him out for Enketia. And since then, Martinelli has decided to troll me while Enketia does nothing. <laughs> so looking at a pretty poor week, but now I'm thinking of... Looking at my squad, I'm like, oh, do I really want to wild? I'm thinking of wildcarding because I'm looking at it. I'm like, it's a lot of frauds in this team. So hopefully you guys will be able to help me in the decision as well. Uh, and we'll talk about it as well in terms of wildcard. Now, Ryan, yes, go ahead. Just going to mention very quickly, this is the point I talked about in my Twitter reply to you. So talking about our disasters of the season, we start here. Yeah. 
Exactly. So it's not it's not been good, but looking still the aim is to try and get in a top one hundred K. We'll see how it goes anyways. Um let's go straight into wildcard discussions. Now not wildcard uh, chip strategy actually. Um so now the fixtures ahead are a bit more clear. Um how has that influenced your chip strategy and also what chips do you have left? I think we'll start with Ollie because he's already used his wildcard. What? Yeah, yeah, I've used my wild cards. I burned my free, uh, burn my triple captain really early. I used my free hits. The only chip I've got left is the bench boost. Now, because I've wild carded, I've got a decent bench at the minute. So I think, again, I'm going to try and use that pretty soon. Maybe not the 28, but get enough of a stable bench. So at the minute, the way my team sits at the moment, my bench is Danny Ward, Ruben Neves, Dan Byrne, and Emerson from West Ham. So that's a a decent bench. It's not a bench that I would play a bench boost on, but I want to have a bench similar to that, maybe with players who I know are going to play, four players who I know are going to play, and I'm going to play it pretty soon just to get the benefit of that and then just run the season without any chips. Okay. Uh, I played my triple caps in, in retrospect way too early. My free hit, I think I did okay. I can't remember it being great, but I did okay. Uh, and then the bench boost, yeah, I just want to get the most out of that. So, yeah, the chips are looking a little bit thin at the moment, mm-hmm. but... I think that's the way I've played the season. You know, next season or going forward, I won't be as rash, hopefully. But that's the lessons you learn, I suppose. Fair enough. Um, Chaza, how is your current chip strategy looking like after the FA Cup results and everything? I'm next. What a surprise. The way the FA Cup results panned out, it was so intriguing to see, especially Tottenham losing and now having a game in 28 against Southampton. Who would have picked that Southampton one? Southampton losing too. I think that's the more surprising result. Oh, Spurs losing to Sheffield, yeah, and Southampton losing to Grimsby. To Grimsby but more importantly, yep. Ollie's mighty Blackburn and the big, massive Grimsby town in the final eight. I think that's amazing in terms of both of the respective football clubs. Back on the trip chip strategy and the way everything's panned out, it's made me more inclined to wildcard earlier than I much anticipated. So it's looking like to be game week 26, in which what the majority of managers are going for. Bench boost in 29, based on the amount of sides that do have a double that week. And free hit either 32 or 34, very dark horse option in 38. I just want to go briefly in terms of the teams to target who do have a double in 29 that I think actually have genuinely good fixtures. I'll start with the two very quickly who are more obvious, and that's Brentford and Brighton. The way to look at this is not looking at Ben Krellen's spreadsheet at first, you do that, everyone does it, of course. I follow that. But it's actually looking at the league table to see how many games each side has played. And straight away, you see Brighton with 22, Brentford with 23 league games. Most people on, most sides are on 25. And you see, man, they've got a lot of games to catch up on. I could load on these players to attack a second, the last third of the campaign. In addition, I think Leicester have good fixtures. Newcastle in 29, Man United, 100% worth keeping Rashford. And only one player from West Ham I'd recommend based on his previous track record against his upcoming opponents, and that's Danny Ings from West Ham. Liverpool being away at Man City and Chelsea, but in addition to the form they have produced this season, I'm just not sure about them for 29. That's all. Fair enough. Uh, Chris, how's the chip strategy looking like? Oh, well, um, it, it's, it's looking okay. I've got an idea of, of what I want to do. Um, these cup 
sort of upset, if you like, have um, made people who use chips earlier. Um, so it's probably a bit easier to navigate, you know, the, the blanks, the likes of 28, the likes of 32 mm. uh, and so on. So I suppose it's a case of just, um, you know, that old saying of team dependent. Um, for me, <laughs> probably similar to yourself, Ryan, my defense is absolutely terrible at the moment. Um, and I'll, I'll just give you an example of, of that. Basically, I've got uh, Tarkovsky, Perisic, Bueno, and Rico Lewis. Mm. Uh, you know, Trent as well, but he plays United this week. So this is this is one of the things where it's kind of want, wanting... Um, wanting it's, it wants to make me wildcard this week, in mm. other words. Um, and if I do, if that's the strategy that I go for, I'm more than likely to bench boost in 29. Mm. Um, I can basically get to... Uh, 15 doublers in 29 um, or or maybe 14 depending on how many Arsenal I have because it is a great fixture that you can't ignore even if you just had Saka for example um, so you know how often in any season do you have the opportunity to to bench boost with 14, 15 doublers you know what I mean it's uh, yeah it's unheard of so that's that's some action that I maybe want to take advantage of and as for the free hit which I've also got left um it could be 32, but 32 might might be able to be uh, navigated and it could be a case of saving that free hit for 34 or, you know, later on in the season. It just depends, really. Um, I've used the triple captain. I did go for Bruno over Rashford. So that one didn't go too well. Um, you know, so that's that's been used. But other than that, I've still got wild card. I've still got free hit and I've still got bench boost. Mm-hmm. Charlie, go ahead. Sure. I had to raise my hand quietly because it's just the way I conduct myself in podcasts. But Chris, you're talking about how you're intending to have 14 slash 15 doublers for upcoming game week in 29. But let's talk about single game week plays very briefly because we've seen from time to time they can outscore doublers. Who are the single game week players you're intending to keep within that spell? It'd literally only be Arsenal. Um so, you know, when, when we talk about um, the potential wildcard team shortly, I'll tell you sort of who I would have out of the team, who I would bring in, who I would maybe even then keep uh, that I've already got. Uh, and then it'll be a clearer clearer kind of picture for you. But um, in regards to wildcarding this week, what it does do, um, it kind of gives you an extra transfer, extra free transfer. Um, so basically... If you wildcard this week, you can roll next week. You could then have two for 28. You don't have to use both for 28 if you've got enough players. You roll then into 29, and obviously you have two free transfers for 29 there. So that's one part of the, the kind of strategy um, to kind of look at there. And I'll just say this quietly, but you can go without Haaland if you if you want. <laughs> I've, 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 seen, I've seen that quite a lot on Twitter as well. A lot of people going without Haaland. If you go into like even FP review or something, put a model and put like a wildcard and it'll, it'll suggest without Haaland as well. Um, mm. Now, for me personally, I in, before, before the FA Cup results, I wasn't even looking at wildcard in 26. I was like, I'll wildcard in like 33, bench boost 34 because I thought that was going to be a bigger double. But now, by the looks of it, we'll probably get only three extra fixtures in 34 and maybe three or two, depends on how it goes, in 37. So we're not looking at big doubles in 34 or 37. So basically, the bench boost idea in that week is mudded, basically. Yeah, the two appeals of the 34 uh, bench boost, the two big appeals were the Brentford double against Forest and Leicester Mm. and the Southampton double against Liverpool and... uh, um, Sorry, the Spurs double against Liverpool and Southampton. 
Obviously, those two doubles have gone out now uh, because they play in 28. Mm. So it does make it less appealing, as you say, Ryan. Exactly. So I'm currently on the, probably, like you said, wildcard 26. Um, I do see the option of wildcard 27 as well. And I guess we'll talk about the pros and cons of wildcard in 26. And that might come up. Uh, bench boost, I think 29 now makes the most sense because of the number of doubles. That's probably the biggest double gimmick we're going to get this season. Um, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The free hit is something I haven't decided. Now, there is the idea of playing a free hit in 28, which I don't mind, but then you also have the added advantage of that one free transfer if you don't play it, which could be actually crucial. Um, like you said, we could probably carry two free transfers into 29 um, and then try and get in any place you want. Um... With regards to going to like Chaza's comments with regards to single gimmick players, for me, just looking at it right now, I would like maybe Saka for that Leeds game. I think there's an argument to be made of an Arsenal defender as well, just because of how misfiring Leeds are. Even though they have high XG numbers, they don't really convert. Um, mm. And for me, I also think Haaland against Liverpool is prime attacking fixture, especially at home. Because I don't think Liverpool are great. Now, I've watched the last few Liverpool games. It's been... I don't know. Now, I do agree that City also haven't looked great, but City haven't looked great away for me. At home, I think they are a slightly different beast. Um, yeah, I would have to agree. I think that not having Haaland, you can bring him back in. Um, I mean, well, my plan to bring him back in was actually in game week um, 30 rather than 29 um, because he plays us and in regards to having as many doublers as possible for that 29 bench boost. So for me, it was going to be Ivan Tony out and Haaland back in for the 30 fixture for, for City, which is against Southampton. And then they play Leicester the week after as well. So two great fixtures to mm -hmm. have him back. Um, and that's that's more the idea. You can, of course, keep Haaland and... and and go with him. Uh, you can take him out on 28 with one of those two free transfers you've got. Obviously, as I said before, use one of them and roll the other to 29. So you can take him out there, bring him back in 30. It just, I suppose, depends uh, what strategy you want to use. Yeah. And, you know, as you say, when, if you're wildcarding this week, you know, uh, potential wildcard, and you look at how that would set you up till potentially, if you have your three free hit, sorry, 32. Because if you don't go with too many Arsenal players, and you have one, maybe two. Then you also don't have Liverpool players as well because they do play Bournemouth, of course, next mm. week. Um, so you wouldn't really have many, if any, for that. Yeah. So realistically, thirty-two uh, by then, you'd probably want to bring some Liverpool players in. So, so the free hit would then become uh, mm. viable. Yep, fair enough. And there's high chance that in thirty-two, that both United and City do blank, um, and will probably have at least. Minimum three, maybe, of a combination from those teams. Um, and I don't know, we could have potentially more, but we don't know. It depends on how the fixtures go and how form for certain players also goes. Now, and Newcastle Newcastle also comes into that, and Brighton also come into that yes, as well. Yes. So, yeah. And, and they could have a, a double somewhere else as well within that space. Uh, so we'll have to monitor that as well. Now, 
having said that, um, let's probably first start with the pros and cons of a wildcard in Gaming 26. What do you think would be the... Let's talk about the cons. Let's talk about the bad things, first of all. What do you think is the worst, like, the cons for wildcard in 26? It takes away, takes away the chance to wildcard in a game week like 29. Mm. The 29 is a massive double. Mm. Could set your team up in game week 29 and set your team up for the later blanks that we talked about in 32. By game um, by game week, by wildcarding in game week 29. Uh, so I think 26 wildcard, it's one of those, like for me, if I hadn't used my wildcard last week, I probably would have used it this week because my team was in such a shambles mm. that I felt like I had to use it. Whereas, you know, if your team's not in a shambles, you can maybe hold on for a couple of weeks. Mm, mm. It depends where your team's at. If your team's underperforming and scoring 80 when everybody's scoring 100, sorry, Ryan, sorry, Charles. Um, oh, it's quite even but... lower. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be too harsh. Um, but yeah, maybe that's the time where you feel like losing, uh, using a wildcard, sorry. But if not, then maybe wait a couple of weeks. Yeah, for me, the key really, or in terms of in terms of a con, um, is yeah, obviously wildcarding when Arsenal have got a great fixture at home mm-hmm. to Bournemouth. That's one thing. If you went with less Arsenal in that respect, um, and uh, I don't know, you could maybe put this into a pro and a con category, but it's um, um, information. Information mm-hmm. is key sometimes, and and we'll have more information next week in regards to Tony. Because, uh, you know, as we know, he's been a naughty boy. Um, so that's one thing, uh, waiting to see what happens with that. Also with Brighton as well, because if we were loading up on Brighton and Brentford, a Stupanan could be out for this weekend. Uh, we've got to wait on, on news for that. So it, it is information again. Next week would be more ideal just because of Arsenal, really. Um, and yeah, if, if you can hold off, then then absolutely. But it's just going to be difficult, as I think Ollie said there, depending on your team. So team dependent is 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 a part of it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Has there anything to add? In terms of con, well, this is a controversial take, but if you want to be super different, then it might be best to do it in another game week. In terms of looking at it at a con, you could say that majority of people are doing it, but I'm looking at it from a Twitter sphere scout scale and that is not a lot of fantasy managers when you consider the amount of people in there so potentially following the crowd being a little boring lack of venture the second one i agree with ollie is gaming 29 it's just so much bigger fair enough i I probably so it comes down to probably your team dependent i guess it's big cliche but it actually kind of makes sense in this specific situation um it also i guess um, depends on how many Liverpool players you ended up uh, loading up on in terms of Game Week 25. Now, I went triple Liverpool. Looking back at it, probably the worst decision I could have made. Uh, but if you didn't go triple Liverpool, I don't think you need to worry too much, I guess. Again, it, it depends on team team situation now. Um, like Chris said, like his defence, my defence, we're both looking at our defences and I'm like, apart from Trippier, who's on my bench because I be- had to bench him, I want to get rid of my entire defence, basically. Mm. So in that specific situation, you're going, okay, team is not looking good. Then I think you wildcard. The one thing, I guess, when for me at least a con right now is just like you mentioned, that information. Tony, I guess this yellow card, or not Tony, yellow card, and also 
that p- possible ban. We don't know when that will come, and we, will that come even? We don't know. So there are two things with Tony, because if Tony does get a yellow now, and then he goes into game week twenty-seven with nine yellow cards, if he gets it in one of the, if he gets it in one, the first double, he'll miss the second, he'll miss the twenty-seven, the second double, and he'll also miss game week twenty-eight, um, which will be a slight issue, I guess, depending on who you take him in, who you transfer him out for. Um, the other thing for me is, like you mentioned, Brighton. Um, Stupinan, I think, is a pretty good asset uh, from Brighton, and we don't know whether he's going to be fit or not. And I think there are a few other Brighton players as well that we have a few question marks over. So that is the only thing that's kind of putting me off um, a wildcard right now for 26. Um, the other one more thing, like you mentioned, touching slightly on that uh, wildcard in 29, is that there's an international break um, just after 28. So anything can happen in an international break. We could be in a situation where injuries happen and then your bench boost doesn't look as great. But then that's, we don't know. That is basically FPL variance. Go ahead, Chaza. Just back on the international break. Are we going to have a scenario similar to last season where we'll be tracking the flights of players coming back from their country, playing for their club, or like Rafinha from last season when he played for Leeds? That's a throwback and a half. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, it will depend on who you bring in, right? Yeah. I think you why, spot on that as well, Ryan. I, why I think, was uh, that? Which one? The Rafinha one. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, why? Like, I can't, I'm sure I remember why that was. Actually, I know why. Because he was an injury doubt before his away game at Norwich. And he wasn't meant to play, but he did. And he ended up scoring Leeds United go- Leeds United's goal for that game. He got yeah, double digits, maximum bonus, and I feel he was one of the most transferred out players heading mm. to, into the game week. And I think I think another potential con in regards to the international break, Ryan, is that if we're wildcarding now, it's a month away before the 29 yeah. bench. Exactly. It's so far away in the grand scheme of things, which you know, most people would laugh, laugh at you, <laughs> laugh at us for that, you know. Um, but the the well, I suppose we haven't got into the pros yet, mm. but yeah, I'll, I'll mention that in a moment. So, yeah, well, but let, there are a few cons. Yeah, there are. Exactly. Let, so let's go straight into the pros. Do you want to you can carry on? I'll... Yeah, so for me, a pro is um, a more, well, I suppose two things. One is uh, for yourself, for, mm. your t- for your own team, for making it better, improving the defence, getting the players you want, uh, keeping some of the players because, of course, the likes of Rashford, they're in form. Um, you know, if you've got Saka already, you, you kind of keep him. And um, so that's one thing. And the other thing really is trying to make up ground this week before people wildcard next week. Mm. Um, and by that, what I mean is, is that you're getting the Brighton and your Brentford assets in, you're getting a couple of other players here and there. And if you're able to score with them this week, you know, get, get the scores, you're almost jumping on them early. Mm. So I think that's what it is. Any ground you might have lost, you might be able to catch up this week with this wildcard. Um, so, you know, I, I do kind of like those two things. Um, but I think more so the first than the, than, than the latter, just because that is potential. However, the first thing is a fix for yourself. You mm-hmm. feel better ultimately when you are a card and you've got rid of players you don't want and you bring it in good good, yep. good assets. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Yeah. Um, Oli, any pros for, I guess you are carded in 25. And yeah. we're seeing the results of that with like a club 100 score. Um, yeah, I think I think it's the best score of my season. I haven't looked back, but the, the thing that I take from that is 
you get a week ahead. You're mm-hmm. a week ahead. Like the players, some of the players I brought in this week, you look at, I mean, a lot of people had Saka, but you have some of the, some of the players I could prep for game week 28 is the FPA cup plank. So I could prep for that and sort of get my transfers in order for, for game week 28, which I think was one of the reasons why, why I decided to do it. But it's just getting ahead. Like I've got a, a nice green arrow heading into a couple of doubles coming up in 27 and 29. And then a blanket 28, which I'm on top of, I would say. So it's just about keeping in control of your own team, I think. If you wildcard now, wanna... it's it's such a weird period coming up, isn't it? You've got we've got blanks coming up, we've got double game weeks galore. So you could just set your team up and like control everything if if you like. Yeah. I just want to kind of jump in quickly, Ryan, and, and speak to Ollie about this because we did we did cover the wild card on the podcast last week. Mm-hmm. Um, interest, interestingly, I did say to Ollie that if he is wild carding, is he looking at the future game weeks and is he setting him kind of setting himself up and so on? Um, so my sort of question is looking at Ollie's wild card team, which fantastic score by the way, not knocking that at all. Um, but looking at it, he's kind of got two Wolves players. Um, he's also got um, three Liverpool, as we mentioned, about bringing them in for hits and so on. So, realistically, he's also got, uh, I think, one Newcastle and Dan Burns. So, realistically speaking, for me is, you'll have one transfer coming up for this game week, Ollie. Um, You've not got any Brentford, any Brighton. Over the next two weeks, is that the plan to use the transfers to bring them in, or are you going to avoid them? So, as we we stand here now, I... I was at Harry Styles on Friday night and just before he was coming on, the plan I was researching game week 28, I was sitting there going, looking at who I thought would win in the FA Cup, the fixtures of that that we would lose and the amount of players I've got from those teams. Now, I didn't expect Tottenham to lose. I didn't expect Southampton to lose. But I think as we sit here, I didn't have any from that game anyway. I've got five players who are going to blank in 28 which if you include Emerson, who's probably might, or might not play, that's six. So I've got two players I need to move. The plan was to get rid of... Well, I wanted to accommodate Estupinian and Mitoma from Brighton for those two doubles. But then again, they then miss in 28. So the plan was to get 28 sorted and then work for 29. So I'm over gaming 28. I think the one player I want in now, definitely because Tottenham are out, is Harry Kane. So I might move from from Darwin to to Kane, and then work work that out because I've already got three Liverpool players as it stands anyway. So that would move off the of Liverpool, and then I can always pivot to a third Liverpool player somewhere else. I don't think Darwin cuts the mustard. I could go for someone elsewhere. But I've got players on the bench who are going to play. I've got Neves. I've got Burn at the moment who are going to play. I've got Andreas who could sort that out. So I think I'm across twenty eight. You're right with the the Brighton assets. I think the only the only two I would think about from Brighton or Brentford are Matoma and Estupinian. I think Ivan Tony, now with how unsure we're going to be with that scandal, is taking me off the radar for him. And I don't think there's another Brentford asset that completely jumps off the page and is better than what I have now. Maybe Rico Henry, but I, I don't think I've moved to him. Fair, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Chazza? Pros, wildcard? Yes, pros. Before I get to the pros, because Ollie touched base on the timer, I really, so I went to the Everton Brighton game at Goodison and I really admired Brighton's away fans. Very small, but within their 4 1 away win on that night, they just couldn't stop sending 
the Saliba Tequila rendition of da, 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 da. Matoma. He's, Speaking he's of, yeah. worthy of a chat, isn't he? He's worthy of a chat. He's a good footballer. He's a he, really good footballer. He's fantastic. Speaking of pros, I just look at it as a lot of game weeks to attack. That's why it's the best time to do it in short sentence. I know there's a minefield of game week 28, but it's a great opportunity to jump on multiple Brentford assets, suck an additional Brighton asset. I think Brentford's a big draw card here because they have two games in 27, two in 29, plus more importantly, they're one of those sides that do play as part of a minefield game week, and that is game week 28. It just looks stacked. Man, it looks like Disneyland, if you ask me. The the one- In terms of 28, Chaz... Sorry, I've just said there's no bright Brentford players I'd want maybe outside of Rico Henry. Who would you take from? Because Brentford probably have the best fixture run from 27-28-29. Which Brentford players would you be looking at? Because okay, they've got good fixtures. Yeah, but you need you can't back Tony because he would just bet himself, bet on himself. You say you can't back Tony. Ironic. I, Ironic. I reckon one of the Danish midfielders, potentially Jensen, I think he could just score from within a set piece. I think he's a good shout. The the one thing I would say with Brentford, I know they have a number of fixtures, but at times I also like to think about quality over quantity. And I don't really think that doubling 29 is as appealing as it looks. I don't know. That might just be slightly because United bias as well. Attacking-wise, I think it's not too bad. Defensive, I understand. Yeah, because it's Brighton and United, both away. Away, yeah. Yeah, which is slightly what I'm like. I'm looking at both Brighton and United. Both of them defensively can be a very sound team. So even attacking, you you could make a case. But I, I think 27 is really good. 29, mm. not sure. 28. I think that's a good fixture. For yeah, me. that's a good attacking fixture. Uh, defensively, it depends on whether Madison is fit or not. Yeah, not that then. yeah. they need to realise as well. There's this big Australian who's just going to do a nice thunderbolt header into the back of the net, and that is the mighty Harry Sutar too. So we'll, we'll have... just... mm, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say on Leicester really quickly. Like I watched the game the... yesterday morning. Yeah, the FA Cup because obviously we were involved. Mm. Leicester looked awful. Mm. They looked absolutely awful. Uh, they were missing. Well, Ian actually came off the bench. They were missing Madison. The bench Harry Suter. The only player who I thought was decent, other than Ian Acho, was Harvey Barnes. That was mm. it. Mm. They were the only two that that looked like doing anything. And I think that outside of those two, obviously Madison's going to come back in. Mm. But they didn't look like a team that I would be flocking towards. Mm. Leicester. I really weren't impressed by them at all, and that obviously helped because we obviously got through. But yeah, Leicester were really, really poor. Yep, fair enough. Yeah, I think Madison is quite key to that team. But having said that, let's move on to a potential wildcard team in game week twenty six. Now, um, Chris has been thinking of a wildcard team, and he's got oh, one yes. made for us to uh, slightly discuss and maybe dissect and see how we can go through it. Um, Chris, do you want to read through it? Uh, yeah, sure, Ryan. So, um, you know, looking at wildcard 26 this week, 
Um, mainly, you know, one of the one of the key things, I suppose, is uh, getting rid of that defence and making it a bit better. Um, <clears throat> and planning planning moving forward really is 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 obviously part of this stra- strategy. Um, so what I've kind of gone for is um, who will play in twenty eight. I want to be able to set up for that. Obviously, now we've got more fixtures in there anyway, so you can change this slightly. Um, but at the moment, I've gone for for Raya um, from Brentford. He's one of the guys. Um, he's obviously racked up points as it is this season. Um, but they've got the double in 29, and um, I think that's a big factor. Going to 27 next week, though, with Brentford, you know, they play Everton and they play Southampton. So uh, so I think Raya will be able to to get a double double digit score there on that one. I do like him. Um, next will be Ben Mee from from uh, Brentford. Um, so I think he's been really good this season. Also, same again. It'd be double of defense for twenty seven with those fixtures. Um, now, well, I'll stick on Brentford, I suppose, and then go to Brighton, and then I'll talk about Newcastle. So, a stupid is in there for the time being um, until we find out more information this week on the presses to see if he'll be included or not. That could be dunk. So you could also change that. It's not as appealing. I get that. But if you want someone who's going to play the most minutes over. Um, probably the next what would be five games really that um that Bright- Brighton have because they have the two doubles and the one this week you are carding he's assured the minutes um so you're gonna get points for that as it is um McAllister for me um I'm going quickly to the thing we were sort of talking about before the cons about information I think the key thing for McAllister is he's been playing in a, a, a number 10 role, if you like, which makes him more appealing to get, you know, assists, goals. He's on penalties, I think, possibly as well. Um, so that's the case for him instead of March. Um, and then the other option is Matoma. You can go March because from a XGI point of view, you know, stats and so on, March is, you know, is better in that respect. Um, but I just prefer going for McAllister and Matoma if I was going to pick two attackers from Brighton. Uh, not to mention Evan Ferguson. Evan Ferguson, uh, Ferguson is a great option um, to have on your bench throughout the season. You know, if you can play him in certain games. So yeah, there's the there's um, the the Brighton the other Brentford player is Ivan Tony, um, and yeah, yeah, again, that's one where is a bit of a risk if he gets a yellow. You know, you, you're potentially booking in a transfer next week, or you're going to bench him maybe. Um, so they're the three Brentford and Brighton. Now going to Newcastle, I would have three of them. So I would have Trippier, Byrne, and Botman. This can be a share as well, but in terms of you know uh, value and uh, keeping money in the bank, Byrne and Botman are both like four point five, I think it is. Uh, shares five point one, and Trippier's you know doesn't need explaining really, I suppose, in that respect. And um, the reason for having those this week, even though they play City. Uh, is more so for the doubles that are coming up. We've got potential double for for Newcastle uh, in 31, maybe, I think it was, against Brighton. Uh, They could have a a double. And not only that, I think that, for me personally, although Newcastle defence hasn't been great as of late, they got beat 2-0 by Liverpool. They lost in the Cup as well. They seem to be conceding goals now. You know, they've played good teams, uh, apart from Liverpool, probably. <laughs> but they've played good teams and they still are good defensively. So for me, Newcastle moving forward, um, it really does appeal. They've got Wolves in 27, for example. So you could go with two double defence or you could go with all three, depending. Um, then moving forward after that, they play Forest in 28. You could go with a triple Newcastle defence in that. Um, 
in 29, it does make it slightly difficult. They do play Man United and West Ham. Um, you know, in regards to this wild card, I will be having Rashford or keeping Rashford. Um, so you know, you never know in that in that one that you know Rashford might score against Newcastle. It could end up being a nil-nil. We just don't know. But as I say, other than really that double, they are great moving forward to kind of have as an option. As I say, could also double in 31. Um, 32 the blank, but that's a free hit sort of um, chip talk, um, not the wild card. So going back to the wild card for 26. Uh, you could also have James Madison. Uh, yet again, we're kind of waiting on the fitness because he did miss the the cup game midweek and so on. He may have missed. Did he miss the league game last week as well? Um, yeah, he did. Which is why they yeah. had the zero point zero two xg against Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that that says a lot about that. But um, yeah, Madison is an option. If I didn't go Madison, I'd maybe be tempted to keep the likes of Odegaard or Martinelli. Um, just because of the double, uh, sorry, not the double, sorry, just because of the Bournemouth fixture. Um, and they do play in 28 as well. They do play in 32. So it's an option. I would keep, I would bring in Saka, sorry. I wouldn't keep him because I haven't got him. Unfortunately, I've missed out on his points, but I would bring him in against this, uh, for this Bournemouth fixture and captain him properly. Um, and then other than that, as I said before, it's Rashford, Haaland, potentially. If you don't go Haaland, you can basically have more players for 28 in, for example, Kane or Iniacho. Because if we look at Kane's next three fixtures, I think he plays Wolves, Forest, Southampton and Everton. I mean, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Good fixtures, really good fixtures. fixtures. Um, So you could go without Haaland. You could pick Iniacho, as I said, who does play in 28 also. Um, So that's an option. And then bring Haaland in in 30. Um. And then other than that, really, it's uh, it's Kepa, who I would maybe play this week against Leeds. And it's also then Ollie Watkins. Uh, Watkins, reason for that one is Villa do play in 28. We do play in 32 as well. Um, they've got a couple of good fixtures in Leicester in, in the double in 29 and then Forest in 30. So Watkins at the moment appeals because of his form, because he does take penalties as well. So that's why I've kind of gone with him there. So... Uh, so yeah, um, and you just in regards to this wildcard for twenty six to paint the picture a little bit for twenty nine bench boost. Now I know we've got an instant international break, and I know you know there's there's a few things there, but this would be the um, the moves that would be made. So for game week twenty seven, it would be a roll the transfer. Mm. Game week twenty eight, I would use one, and I would bring in. Uh, I think it was. I think it was potentially uh, an Arsenal player. I think it might have been. If not, it might have been Iniacho um, if I was if I was starting with Haaland. Um, so that was that. So you use one, carry the other one to 29. And in 29, I would bring in Bruno Fernandes for Saka and then Luke Shaw in for Ben Mee. Okay. So I would basically then have 15 doublers. I would bench boost. And you're looking at a potential huge score for that. Um, so that's that's the that's the kind of uh, potential wildcard really, and and how it's broken down. I mean, there are a couple of other players you could you could always not go triple Newcastle. You could bring in Gabriel instead of say mm. you know Danburn or Botman or whoever. Um, and there are a couple of bits in there that you can now change because of these cup fixtures affecting the later fixtures in twenty eight and thirty two and so on at twenty nine. So yeah, but that's that's kind of my plan so far. I don't know what you boys 
think if you want to grill me if you want to you know praise me whatever just just take it away um for me i think is apart from i i still don't feel the triple newcastle defense at the moment um mm. i i i do see yeah, i went against ben white this week and i kind of got burnt when arsenal kept two clean sheets because even though not one arsenal defender is on significantly higher the combination of them must own like significantly high um mm. and they seem to have got back to maybe keeping clean sheets now the next few fixtures are also pretty good for them so that's the one thing i haven't decided on which arsenal defender because i think zinchenko is also a decent option uh, although tierney when he whenever he gets back that could be a problem uh so gabriel might be the play there um apart from that i don't know now this is this is the other thing with goalkeepers um the west ham keeper ariola two good fixtures in 29 now i don't know the 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 only issue is you might be setting up where you don't have him playing after that i guess which is the only problem because fabianski might be back and then you're looking at just one playing keeper in david raya who is not too bad but maybe you would like two keepers um but the rest i think this team kind of picks itself this week it's only the, the, one thing, yeah. the keeper and the defenders right because yeah. i haven't mentioned there's someone who has given big points before but he's also given blanks uh, before and that is Reese James now yeah. you could have Reese James for this week um the difference is though if you do go say for example Reese James and Pope say you were to pick Pope rather than a, a Newcastle defender and you were to go with Reese James the price difference i think is about 2 million mm. so obviously if you go in Kepa and you go in Danburn or something like that mm. you know you're saving 2 million in that respect um and and Reese James is a bit of a a gamble just because Thiago Silva's now out for yeah. Chelsea. They've not looked great defensively mm. as it is. Um and you know they they play Leeds this week, Leicester then and Everton. Three really really good fixtures. Now if Reece James somehow got got returns in that you you'd say oh wouldn't you know you wouldn't be mm. surprised. But Chelsea are playing a back four. That's another sort of less appealing thing for them. Um he's not as high up in, in there so You've got to kind of weigh it up what's best moving forward. He does have a double in 29. Mm. You know, they do play Villa and Liverpool. Um, but yeah, I suppose team dependent and, and, and I suppose in terms of uh, money as well, because mm. that extra 2 million might sort of price you up out of um, going um, uh, sort of with Haaland or without him. You know what I mean? That, that 2 million could make a difference. So yeah, those are some other options to think about. But anyone else wants to pick at this? Oh, maybe suggest players, I guess, from Oli. I think that, I think Chazza and, and Oli are thinking, what is going on at this? Point? I'm They're not like... a fan of the triple Newcastle. I said it straight away. And neither am I, to be honest. But can I just say, I've really enjoyed just the 15 minute podcast show with Chris Reedy and just him himself. It's been Fair amazing. I, yeah, I, I I was so surprised. You'd, you'd hear me audibly if you watch that. Listen to it back. I'm shocked at the triple Newcastle. I think yeah. the thing is. When you when you put so much faith into one team's defense, sometimes when you double up, one goal kills your game. We cannot, of course, they've got the two games, but if you look at the two games that they play, West Ham don't look great. That's that's fair enough. West Ham haven't been brilliant all season. Man United, they're on form, so I I would limit Newcastle to maybe one. I think two is pushing it. Three is ludicrous. That's what I'd say to that. 
Jeez, you're spot on tonight, Ollie, with this, aren't you? That's a cracking See, this is the thing about the Newcastle defence, is that you can bench them. It's not, all. It's not oh, I've got three, so I've got to play them all. Um, yeah. You, know, you can obviously put them on the bench in certain certain games for the I season. Three, I think three anyway is too it's much. We're benching them the majority of the time. That's the thing, if you got three. Mm. And it takes well, the, away the, slots. Sorry, really, mm. go on. I was just going to say, the thing with benching them is they're cheap. They're 4.5. You know, then they're, they're not taking up money. You've got pl- we've got plenty of money to play around with, especially if you don't go without Haaland. You know, you've got so much money there to to kind of swap them around and change them. And bear in mind, you know, if you're gonna three free hit in thirty two, you know, you're gonna you're gonna take them out just for that week anyway. And then you know, the week after that, uh, they play Everton and then Southampton in thirty three and thirty four. Those are um, good fixtures for them. True. Uh, or in thirty, yeah, thirty-three and thirty-four. I mean, uh, that, that's what I mean. It is difficult. You can go with two, as I said about the Reese James explanation. As I said about you know having Gabriel instead, you know, uh, of one of those Newcastle guys, that is an option. Um, but also, as I say, Pope and Raya is an option alternatively. Mm. Um, if you wanted to go there, and then you could have maybe Pope and um, Trippier, and do it like that. So th- there's lots of stuff to look into, um, for this wildcard twenty-six, but. It all comes down to how you want to maybe uh, set up moving forward. And if you want to have three Brentford, three Brighton, obviously that's a lot to take in your team. Uh, takes up spots as it is. But the Brighton doubles, they've got the most out of anybody in yep. the season. You know, So you navigate maybe taking one of those out at some point and then you can always bring them back in for any doubles that they've got. Fairness. I just mm-hmm. miss the days when Miggy Almiron was dominating top-flight football. <laughs> Yeah, they were about two minutes. <laughs> Frustratingly, after I told you you'd bottled your wild card by bringing him in, and then yeah. after the, that little period, he just dipped again. Like, oh, darkness, my old friend. So we'll, we'll see how, I guess, everyone else will have probably different different wild card thoughts, but I guess most of the players in there are probably what we're going to see. Um, I guess one other shout is probably Danny Inks, which was mentioned earlier in the show. Could be a decent option coming later, but again, we don't know. Fitness, everything comes into play there. Um, so we'll probably wrap that segment up with the final part of captaincy for Game Week 26. Now, this one is a slightly not as clear, I would say, because you do now. Obviously, Haaland, I think, is still a good option, but over the last few weeks, people have seen more. Um, how do I say, opened to Variety. going to, yeah, to, to different captaincy options. you got Saka, who is another good option. So Chaza, I'll probably give you the floor here and then yeah. others can also jump in. So well, as it stands, I've gone Harry Kane as captain mm. and then Saka as vice. But Saka this week is seriously tempting me because of the theory, operation, target Bournemouth. Simple as that. Fair enough. Others? Do you guys have any other suggestions? Saka. I've gone Saka. Yeah, I, th- I think I've not had Saka, so bringing him in for this fixture against Bournemouth, it's uh, it's got to be Saka for me. I think. Um, I think. I think Newcastle will be able to deal with Haaland. Mm. Um, so yeah, he, he, it does definitely make it an option. Um, I can't really. I'm struggling to kind of see who else you might captain. Um, Liverpool, United play each other. Rashford mm. is he an option? I know you might like that one, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, away from a, home, a though, that's fan. the only problem. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But our form at Anfield means nothing this this season. True. So. But the, the, even at past, I remember past seasons. No matter mm-hmm. the form of either team, that game is yeah. always a hard fixture. Um, yeah. If apart if from he, the four 0 at Old Trafford. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Fans, yeah. But, so yeah. If, but, if, if I think if we were at home, I would have been a bit more confident. Uh, and I've yeah. kept on Rashford at home in the last couple of game weeks as well. It's just mm. a way I think it's a much more different proposition uh, for that one. But mm. I, the thing is, for me, I think Saka is good. I, I still like Haaland at home. His numbers are better at home compared to away. Now, Newcastle, we don't know what state Newcastle will be in after the cup final defeat. So they can either be fully geared up, trying to look up, trying to get European football, or it could damage them. I'm not really sure what mentality they're currently in. Um, and again, City kind of need to win as well badly. So there is pressure on both sides. So I'm not really sure. It's probably for me between Haaland and Saka. Uh, but Kane also, I think, good fixture. The only problem with Kane for me is he doesn't haul huge at the moment. Yeah, I, th- I think his points, are, because they're being spread throughout the season, yeah. people are kind of like, it's not worth the money. Um, you know, at the end of the season, when they were all tallied up, obviously it'd be great. But oh, yeah. I think people want to obviously punt on players and people want players with extra fixtures. And I think if you have Haaland and Kane from a structure point of view, it does make it a little bit more di- more difficult mm. because you are going to then want the likes of Bruno, who's he's not classed as a premium, but he's, he's getting towards 10 mm. million now. Mm. So, you know, at some point he's kind of near enough that premium. You're talking having three premiums in your team. It, it does sort of not allow as much flexibility. So, yeah, Kane having this fixture in twenty eight now is probably not a good thing because it makes him a it makes him an option for mm, for people. Was mm. that? Yep. Um, this week, captain. I I agree, Ryan. I think in terms of captain wise, you, I mean, most people are going to go Saka over Kane mm. all all day. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Cool. Um, we'll wrap it up there. Do you guys? So first of all, thank you for your time today. Do you all have anything to plug? Yeah, we do. Uh, who's doing the plug? Am I on this occasion? Go on, mate. Go on, mate. All right, no worries. So, plug is to our own podcast channel. It's called FPL Addicts Podcast. You can find us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter. I just, as much as I've gone through the profile multiple times, I still don't know what the actual handle is, but you can find us on there. You can find all of our own personalised Addicts Twitter handles too. Uh, Ollie, you must know something, but my personal yeah. one's at Taz Roberts. Carry on. Yeah. Go uh, podcast handle on Twitter is at FPL Addicts Pod. He knows. I know. It takes one to know one. Fair enough. Uh, so that's it for this week's Scout the Game Week. Uh, I'll be back next time to look back on Game Week 26 and ahead to Double Game Week 27. Green Arrows all. And also shout out to everyone who's been listening to this and to the guys who for coming on and yeah it's been an amazing show i hope that the wildcard discussion helps people um so yeah thank you and good luck everyone